Actually, I'll just ask the panel to start coming up here. So we're continuing in our lessons in All in the Family. This morning, for the last couple of weeks, we've been doing the lessons on uh, singles. It's been a good time here to learn things. We're going to review some of the items. I don't know who all looked at the questions while we were there, but I know this group did, our illustrious panel up here. As you can see, one of the things that hit me a little bit is that we don't... I'll say that I didn't really think about concerning singles is, is something that Abe said, that you start out single and then you could end up single as well. And so that's, that's something that registered to me as, we, as, we went, as we've uh, gone through this study and also thinking about, at least in my mind, how we can help encourage one another. I think as you just look around the room at people and the way God created people, he, he likes... God's very creative. He's very likes to make people very unique. And I think it's the same in the, the body of Christ that he has made each of us unique and made diff- us in different positions to help edify one another and encourage one another. And uh, so you see our panel is unique in, in different ways. And I really appreciate those uh, of you being up here with me to, here this morning. Let's pray and then we'll, we'll get into the questions. Father, we look to honor and glorify you here this morning. We, we pray for the discussion. Um, pray that it would be encouraging to everyone, even especially those who are up here, and uh, encouraging to us as a local church to grow closer to one another and uh, the unity that we have in your Son, although we come from different places and different backgrounds and different upbringings that you... Um, just that you you have brought us together here as as one local body, and so we pray for our time here this morning that it it would honor you in Jesus' name, Amen. My job as the moderator is to get out of the way, I think. So what I'll do is I'll just kind of ask the questions and open it up to you. And make sure when you speak, grab a microphone. There are two up here. Okay. So first question was: There's a value in singleness in God's sight that is not inferior to marriage. What can we do as an assembly to support you in your singleness? I know this answer will be different. How can we be intentional in our actions to value in the place that you are? I don't know who wants to go first. I think I'm kind of in a unique position compared to some of the others here. I was married for almost 25 years. I didn't choose to be single, but that's what happened but I have chosen to remain single. And so some of the things that you all can pray for us, and I'm talking about all of us, I wrote it down because I'm old and my memory is not the greatest. Please be specific, excuse me. I had a a, uh, vertigo attack this morning. That's why I'm sitting on this chair. So I'm a little dizzy or than normal. Um, Anyway, please be um, very pointed in your prayers for us, Mm -hmm. in our aloneness, um, praying for decisions that we make in jobs, in relationships, in friendships. Pray for our uh, sexual purity and our thoughts. There's just so many things that are the same as if we were married. I want to preface is that the struggles we have, you can have those same struggles in marriage. But maybe they're more pronounced to us because we are alone. 
that we don't have a, a partner. So I pray for us. And then the other thing I said, play with us. Have us over, you know. Um, and we should be doing the same too. But, you know, when you sit down for dinner, throw on an extra drumstick, you know, have, have singles over, whether they're older, younger. And I know that um, Bridget and Elizabeth and I are probably unusual that we do have family here within the local church. But that still does not negate the fact that they enjoy being with others other than just your own family. I mean, our families have to put up with us. (laughs) (laughs) Much more than others. (laughs) So, you know, that, those are, so pray and play. That's the teacher in me. I want to just add on to that because of what Carol said. As I went through this, I felt like a lot of it was, it was the same, like, being married or single, we have a lot of the same challenges and stuff. Uh, the primary difference probably is that uh, those some of us have family, like you mentioned, here in the local area, so that when we have um, challenges uh, or are sick or something breaks, we have someone to call. When you're alone, though, in a city, and I have been alone in a city um, where I did not have family and I didn't even know anybody, really, I didn't have anyone to call. And so in that respect, being um, intentional in making sure the single who is alone in the city, um, who doesn't have family nearby, um, has someone to um, rely on for when something breaks in the apartment or the house, they get sick, they need help with things. Um, Because ultimately, Uh, we do struggle with a lot of the same things and uh, I will not deny that as a single I've never lived alone except for maybe a month in Atlanta uh, because I always had roommates I can't live alone without roommates I wanted to encourage you all in the past year and a half that I've been back here I have felt very cared for and very loved and valued. And um, so you do do a good job at this. Um, and yeah, whenever I ask for something, like I receive it. So I, I feel very cared for here. I could uh, kind of repeat what was said already. but uh, So I put down, what can the assembly do to support you in your singleness? I said the same thing. Pray for the Lord's encouragement and direction. I'm close to 60 already, so... You know, I've, I've been encouraged in the past, like some of the young people may need encouragement in that. I became a Christian at 17, so that was, you know, just about the time when you do start thinking about marriage and all. But our pastor was a missionary with OM, and he made that comment to me about, he just prayed, you know, Lord, if you want me to be single the rest of my life, that's fine. And if you want me to be married, that's fine, whatever your will is. And that really encouraged me where I could... Just leave it into the Lord's hands and um, not have to be afraid about it or, or stressed about it. Now that I'm older, I can kind of see, you know, I've watched small children grow up, you know, and get married. And I think, for me, I think the important part of the assembly is to um, invest in the young people. I always thought Sunday school and youth group were very beneficial, where the kids may talk to you as a 
leader and not maybe they might ask you things that they wouldn't ask at home. So um, I see young people that made a lot of mistakes and you wonder like what could have we done in the past that could have changed things. But I always thought having that time at Sunday school and youth groups could have been beneficial. Trying to get the young people into the word and, and praying about these things and trying not to make there's plenty of advice in the Bible that talks about not being unequally yoked and and just that they would have their own time of study in the Bible and prayer. It's just important for us to do it the Lord's way, I guess I would say. Very hard to like add to anything all these young people have said. Got a great but yeah, it's 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 very uh like all these prayer matters absolutely are very much required, but it is very true that this assembly has and is caring for the single people. I can talk about myself. And that is very blessed and that the hospitality and the love and the care and just going out of your way for everything. We, I appreciate that very much. I know we all do. But for me, it's every, I mean, all of these people have gone through it. But for me, I'm in a university setting and I don't have family here. So it is a bit different the struggles that i face are very much more lively in person watching people um and falling especially with holiness that's a very that's especially for college students that are singles please pray for holiness um just to keep it to maintain it and um just so that you wouldn't be discouraged uh, when you when you are doing ministry, especially on college campus, university settings, or feel lonely, or I would say, just because there is always that feeling of, huh, if something happens, do I really have family here? You know, uh, even though you know that yes, the believers are your family, even though you know, yeah, the children of God are your family. There are people you can call and talk to. Um, but that is that is a very big thing that Satan puts in the heart is do you are you are you really lonely and I think you're really lonely so just pray that you know we'd be free out of Satan's doubts of um, being alone so yeah and that nothing. makes you more susceptible right when you're alone. right right absolutely a little bit out of order because I think it fits a little better Carol talked about playing or interaction and you guys a couple of you have already talked about interaction so I'm going to go to number three sounds like there is a need for regular interaction and that's what you desire between singles and others in the chapel the question clearly just says who needs to take the initiative in this or how do you feel because I I think that's also based a little bit on your personality but who do you how do you feel how do you each each one you feel about who needs to take the initiative and interaction I just put down the Holy Spirit, really, because uh, like with everything, we need to be led by the Holy Spirit in what we do or say. And um, I know that's probably not the answer you were looking for, but that's <laughs> that's what I wrote down. <laughs> I mean, like uh, this is a panel. It shouldn't be like uh, yeah. We can pray, you know, Lord, how can I effectively serve this person or this person, and, and the Holy Spirit can lead. I guess I have a question for the couples, which is, I feel awkward like inviting a couple over, but do, do you feel awkward being invited over by a single person? No. Okay, then it's all in my head. 
going to we visit other people's homes and they've got lots of decorations everywhere to be destroyed? Yes. We get very nervous. Yes. So it's easier if you invite us over, if you're willing, we could be like, how about you visit our house instead? Yes. Just to kind of control the chaos. I think we all want the same thing that whether you're married or single is a sense of community, community, you know, friendship, relationships. And, you know, I, when I was married, we had singles over. Um, as a single, I've had married people over. And it's really important to establish those, those friendships. And I know some are a little bit more outgoing than, than others. And so I ask all of us to be sensitive to those around us, to see the, the need, to sense when they are, 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 are lonely. And I think it's just as in marriage. You can be lonely in marriage, but you can be lonely in a dorm with a whole bunch of people around you. So, you know, we have a small chapel here, so we don't have a whole lot of uh, singles of particular age, and I think that makes it harder. And so that's what, you know... We need to, to pray and ask the Lord, you know, what, what can we do? Do we just have, you know, and I know they have game night, but being at the chapel is different from being in someone's home and having someone initiate and say, you know what, we'd like to have you all all over to do a puzzle, to go to a play, you know, whatever. I think I want to add on to that because what Elizabeth and... Carol and Tom shared is very all true and everything. And last year, my sisters and I did a study over FaceTime uh, about the one another's. And it's really just practicing the one another's. Love one another, practice hospitality with one another, pray, encourage for one another. And I, I was talking a few weeks ago with somebody. I was just talking about how... Uh, HGTV and some of these other like hospitality shows have just really given us this idea of what hospitality is. Where it's the perfect house, the perf- perfect decorations, clean and everything. And whether you're single or married, your house can be a mess. You're going to have kids, depending on the stage, I know that when... Um, your husband left, you still had kids in the house, so you were single with kids. <laughs> so, um, I don't have kids, but I live with my parents. And we have our own mutual messes. And <laughs> it's just making it where you're okay with, this is how our house is. And I'm not going to worry if your house is messy. I've been in some very messy houses, and I've been in some very clean houses. And it doesn't matter. What matters is the fellowship with each other. Um, whether there's food or not, I'm not worried about that. I've got nieces and nephew and get all over stuff all the time. They come into my bedroom whenever they're visiting and take little things and play with stuff, and <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I just put away the stuff that really needs to stay away <laughs> from them. But it's just really the initiative. It, personalities are different. And uh, maybe with somebody who is more introverted and not as extroverted, take more initiative with them and uh, just kind of leave behind this ideal of the perfect house and perfect hospitality and everything and just love one another and have fellowship together. 
as long as none of the posts invite me over to your house and say, why don't you get married? <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> Just to go, <clears throat> or even look, look at me with pity. Uh, uh, <laughs> just two important things. Anyways, but the sense of community was like it's already been said. It, it was established by God. It's not a human. I think uh, for the question, how should as a church? I think this is a very important tool, and I think this is um, one of one of the fundamental things is keep like every, after adding to everything that was shared, keep us accountable. Keep us accountable. We might be far. We might be, especially for me, I'm 30, 30 minutes from here. So uh, to a church like this, when, when you drive back and forth, when you come, it's very hard to, it's very hard to see, oh, none of them are nearby. I'm not accountable to anybody. And I believe it is for a believer um, asked to be accountable to the church, to other believers. And that's how we grow. So I think that is a big thing. And I don't know how many of you guys would agree with it, but... Keep us accountable. Keep checking in. Ask us how we're doing. And ask us if there's anything we're struggling through. Especially for me, older men, I would say, or you know, the other way around too. So uh, keep praying for us and just checking in, checking in. Because there's always, always temptations. There's always, especially on a college campus, there's every single point. There's something or the other. There's the world we live in is not, you know, the best. So just, just pray that and just check in, keep, keep us accountable. Going back to the question on Blue Day's initiative, uh, I'd like to encourage all of you, single and nerds, to read a book by Sam Albury, which I got a lot of material from, called Seven Minutes About Singleness. And he's a single pastor, uh, somebody who came out of a gay lifestyle, he's now a pastor, he's single. And he talks about this issue in great detail. One of the things he says, you know, there's, he's very close to a few families in that church, and those families have given him a key to their house. So basically, he calls over and says, "I'm coming over," and and they find it. And he said, you know, sometimes in, in the area they live, some of the kids walk to school. So he says, "Will you let me walk your kids to school for a change so you have a break?" And he does that periodically. But the issue is, you know, he said that. All of us are busy at work and in our marriages, and we really, you know, don't think about this need to bring in singles. And over the years, we've done that, but we have such a big extended family in this area to begin with. You know, just meeting with all of them is hard, let alone other people. But it, I think the it has to be in our minds that yes, we have to we have these singles around. Uh, they need to be part of our family of faith. They need to be part of our uh, whatever hospitality we can extend to them, and not just it's not just a one-time thing. This is you know the idea of giving a key and asking you know you're welcome to come, or just give us a call, let us know you're welcome to come over. Uh, but uh, and I don't think anyone here is going to say no if one of you calls and you know says we'd like to come over. Absolutely, absolutely yes. Uh, I think that, that's the case. But I think the initiative has. More often than not, has to come from the families that I get rather than the singles. Yeah. I had experiencing with Carol Hart long, long time ago. She invited young people to her house after her husband uh, left, but it was having 
the young people uh, having them over luncheon for the football games. Thanks for sharing, Rob. For the sake of time, I'm going to include question two and four kind of together. What insights can you give us about the following? Abe encouraged us for in these three ways. He gave encouragement to singles in this way. Uh, experience singleness as a good thing. Exercise singleness as a gift to others. Exhibit singleness as a way to bring glory to God. The question reads, how did you receive these encouragements? And then I also want to have you think about how do you exhibit singleness as a way to bring glory to God as you think about that? I want to kind of tackle both those questions. Sure. And this is one that really spoke to me because when I was reading it, I was like, I could just replace singleness with marriage mm-hmm. with each of those three statements. It's just that we're at a different stage of life. But as to receiving those encouragements, I got to admit It depended on the time of my life. (laughs) When I was younger, most of my friends were still single, so it was just a transition in life and everything. As I got older, it was harder. But as time passed, God really worked on my heart about this and my mindset to help me to be content with what he has provided me and that just if he does want me to marry... He will allow my path to cross someone's someone's path someday. He hasn't allowed that at this point, and I go through a stage of contentment and relying on him for my content, my joy, and my identity. And so I go through different stages. Like sometimes it is easily said. Sometimes loneliness is painful. So it goes through different stages, and it depends on where you are in life because being uh, I'm in my 40s now. I wasn't planning on this. And there were periods where it was harder. But as to bringing glory to God, it's focusing on what I can do that really has allowed me to um, bring glory to God as a single. I can focus on my nieces and nephew. I don't have kids at home at work, after work to go to. Um, I don't have a messy house and everything. I don't have to run them other places or take care of them and stuff. But I can be available for, um, when Mandy and Chad lived here, be available to help babysit, to take care of the kids, to do things with the kids. And uh, I can do things with my nieces and nephew that my aunts and uncles did not have the chance to do because they had their own kids to focus on. But also for... Other things, as um, one of the things that I really focus on is my relationships with other women, whether in the assembly or outside the assembly. And I kind of, because it was when I was in Atlanta studying for grad school, uh, I can't remember the name of the study or anything, but they talked about how um, a study about women and getting out and having a girls' night was really helpful healthy for them, for their emotional and personal health and everything. And sometimes they get so wrapped up in all the to-do lists for their kids and their husbands and their families and stuff and work maybe that they don't make time for themselves. And I personally try to reach out to women here in the assembly, to other women, to just have a few hours together, a kind of girls' night or girls' dinner or breakfast or something. And 
led us to just have some time away from families, and that's how I see my ministry, I would say, in bringing glory so that I can give them a break from <laughs> the usual kids pulling on their um, shirts or pants, claiming, looking for attention and everything else. Yeah, I thought of the question that said, how do you exhibit singleness as a way to bring glory to God? I thought of my own life. Um, after becoming a Christian, I did get involved with the church, and for like 30 years I was like helping with uh, the groundskeeping and maintenance and things, and I thought if I had a family, wife, and kids, I wouldn't be able to really do a lot of these things because you know the, the family should come first. But um, So I thought... Yeah, time for God, prayer time, flexible with time and opportunities, even finances. You know, if you had a family, a wife, and children, you have to, you know, give more of your finances, your earnings to the um, family, to college funds and all these things. But I was able to, you know, give more of those things to uh, missionaries and ministries. So I I could be thankful as that was a way to... Um, bring glory to God as being a single. When I became single, it was a struggle. And I think the Lord showed me that one way to bring glory to him is what I allow him to do within my heart. He used a couple of verses. One was, and I, I memorize them, but I better read them because I'm... From Isaiah 61.3, to console those who mourn in Zion, because I was mourning. But it says, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And I realize my attitude, my heart um, towards him, was brings glory to him how you know how my attitude is and then the kids and I both you know all of us struggled in another verse that he gave us and we people started giving us and we have it all over our house for I know the plans that I have for you says the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future and that's from Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, who the Lord also showed me Jeremiah was told not to get married, you know, and I think a lot of us don't realize that. And I thought, wow, that's, you know, that's pretty. And what all he learned, that he was able to focus on the tasks that God had given him. And so each of us in our singleness, I think how our heart attitude is, that brings glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, you know, the other things that we do, whether having people over or ministering to other singles or whatever, all that is just an outpouring, I think, of what God is doing in us and through us. Right. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven is probably one of the verses that have kept me personally going very much. But it's a little bit different in a college setting on the question, exhibit singleness is a way to bring glory to God. But I think, if I generalize it, single people usually tend to have a bit more free time on their hands than families and 
well, Brother Steve was talking about kids. Like, we don't have to worry about anything. We don't have to worry about making a decision that would affect, you know, when it's personal. It's it's just a decision for you, and that's that's that. But I think, uh, in personally, there is very much a lack of time in schedules. But being being single, at least, helps you to helps me to connect with people different on university campus. I, I go, I say hi, connect, there you go. You guys want to come, come over to our house for a big meal that we're having for 30 singles? Yeah, sure. So it's a great way to invite people over to our house. Um, I'm not talking about single person or multiple people, but a group. And there the love of Christ can be shown as well as uh, a warmth of the, f- the warmth of the family can be shown, and um, they can be guided. And uh, people come to Christ because of it, because <clears throat> just some, some random person invited them to their house to share a meal, and they felt love that they've never felt before, because they have no family, they have no parents, their parents are gone, you know, um, they're in college, they're alone. I think God um, <clears throat> is glorified um, in that, and uh, I don't know how wise it is <clears throat> to, um, I'm just going to quote Piper there, because Piper has this, what Calvin said, um, we are most joyful in God, and he's most glorified in us. When we are most joyful in God, he's most glorified in us. And I think that is a very big struggle as a single person, especially emotionally, but trying to find joy in Christ, trying to find joy in his word. As a single person, for me, you lose motivation so fast, at least for me. Okay, why? You know, uh, there's a lot of discouragement. So, but to pursue joy in Christ, to pursue joy in that rock that wouldn't move, to pursue joy in that you know that would not let you down, is something that is, um, yeah. He said something that I was praying about whether I should share this. But after Denny left, I prayed, I begged the Lord for joy in my life, for joy in my kids. And he gave me this idea, and this is the original. It's a joy box. And the kids and I, if the Lord gave us a verse that touched our hearts, or if there was a poem, or if there was just we go for a walk and there was a gorgeous leaf on the ground or a pep. We put it in the joy box. And so when we would start to feel sad or lonely, we put stuff in the joy box and we'd open it out and the Lord, it would be a tangible reminder of what the Lord, the joy that he had brought to us, of what he was doing in us and through us and for us. And um, it got so full that the kids ended up having to each have their own joy box. So, you know, again, our attitude. He wants us to have an attitude of joyfulness, and that's where I pray all the time, Lord, work in my heart, even if it's painful, to give me an attitude of appreciation, thankfulness, and joyfulness. So when you said joy, I thought, oh, I'm going to bring the box. Well, get Guess I'm guess I'm getting a box now. Anything <laughs> <laughs> more on that question before we move to the next one? Ryan, would you allow me to share a little bit? Yeah, go ahead. Some in the chapel here know that I didn't even have my first date until I met Kathy. I was 35 years old. 
but I, I, something that Zebediah mentioned, I just wanted to highlight, not this church, but throughout my, my time as a single, every, not every, at least three of the churches I can think of looked at me with pity and sadness about how I was single. From about the time I was 18 until about the time I was 33, and then I was too old. <laughs> and I wasn't worth debating about with regards to marriage. And that's not the way a chapel or any church should think about a single person. So I just wanted to highlight that because he said that. And I had to, I actually struggled a lot when so question two. Because I was like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? It's just as a chapel. Thanks, Steve. Don't have a lot of time left, and I kind of want to get to the back. I do actually want to ask this one. We talked about these, these myths, or Abe shared these myths, and I guess I want to ask, um, just as Steve shared, I think they probably all have had some struggles with these. Do you struggle with any of these myths that, that were shared? And I won't read them for the sake of time, but I think more importantly, is there anything different than what was already said that we could do as a local church to help with those struggles? We talked about prayer and playing already, uh, just being impact in young people, being in young people's lives, being someone able to be called. Is there, is there anything else as we... It's already said, but just to stress that a bit more, keep us accountable. It might be very annoying sometimes, but that gives it a homely feeling, right? Especially, and I think that not just for single people, it, it is big, it should be big in the assembly and um, big in the Christian world, is keeping accountable, keeping each other accountable, because... Every single day there's a new struggle. Every single day there's a new temptation. Every single day there's various forms of the same temptation. So keep pray for sure. But when you pray, keep a call. When you pray, shoot a text. And me personally, it would be very hard to respond to a text with all the stuff going on. But it, it would make you ask yourself, am I doing the right thing before God? Is there anything I need to confess to? Is there anything that I need to look forward to? Am I pursuing God? Am I so keep us accountable accountability, I would say. I have a question. I can't remember ever talking to my kids when they were growing up until they got older about being single. I can't ever remember a sermon when I was growing up saying, you know what? Some of you, God may want you to be single. I mean, it was kind of, you know, put in a, a little, as an afterthought, but I don't ever remember it being the focus on encouraging young people. You know, that God may be calling you to singleness for, you know, your whole life or part of your life. And really, until now, I don't remember it ever being stressed all that much. Do any of you all? And I'm wondering if we are not failing, I don't know if that's the correct word or not, to, but I mean, do you all remember being talked to about being single? When I spoke the first time on single, I did apologize on behalf of myself for not having, I could not recall a single seven mm-hmm. chapel. I talked to Phil about it, who has a much better memory than I do. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, 
I'm glad they're doing it now, but uh, it, it, it's a fail on our part for not bringing this up before. And so, and so I'm glad we're in the series on all the family we're able to focus on it. So one of the, the questions was, do you struggle with any of the myths that were shared? And uh, one of them that was listed was, my life plus someone equals happiness. So I thought of it, we used to always sing that Jesus is our all. Is he really our all? Is Jesus sufficient or not? You know, and I think, I mean, we are human and we do go through different feelings and stages. Yeah, the sufficiency of Christ, I think, is important. And um, we don't have to think that we need someone to be happy because um, there's lots of marriages that, you know, that it's a shame really in this country to see so much divorce in our country. And it's it's not exactly, I mean, if you get married for those reasons, it's you're almost setting it up for failure almost. But um, for me, it's, um, yeah, memorizing, you know, certain verses that were just so helpful. Um, like First Thessalonians 5, be joyful always, pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We're always looking for what's God's will for us. Well, that's a key verse. And I think uh, someone encouraged us years ago to have like a life verse. And I always thought, that's kind of neat. And I used um, for years already Psalm 73, 25 through 28. Whom have I in heaven but you? And being with you, I desire nothing on earth. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. So it's certain verses, just if you'd memorize them and you just quote them to yourself when you're having these, which I think are attacks of the devil really to be, you know, feel the loneliness and these different things. Or, you know, Satan has ways of getting to each of us differently. But if he can try to get you to doubt God's promises, we can just use the the word as a sword. Yes, I have a verse um, that came to me when I was thinking about these questions, and I actually have it as the answer to questions four through six. Um, and this is my answer. And so I said, I have a tendency to believe that life would be easier with a partner to balance out my weaknesses. But then, like, in my room, I have this verse displayed, Second Corinthians twelve nine. 9. Um, Paul is praying about the thorn in the flesh that he is dealing with, and the Lord says to him, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. And um, that just struck me that God promises to use my weakness to reveal himself if I, you know, don't freak out about it and let him do that. I'll just wrap up with just prayer is the biggest thing that the local church can help with on this. Because these... Myths are vary from each other. The reasons each person who struggles with it is different, and just it was mentioned before is just the community and uh, don't shy away from single people, and don't avoid conversations that about subjects that, as a married person, you may not completely understand, but to listen about it and. Um, talk about it because sometimes we just need somebody to talk through what we're experiencing. Okay, any any final I'll say any final wrap up anybody wants to say here since I I, I ran out of time <laughs> yes. for the questions. 
And this is mainly for single people, but um, also for anyone. Uh, like uh, stressing on the accountability part, disciple, disciple. Because it, it, it would be one thing if a random person texts you and says, "How's your holiness going this week?" <laughs> it's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but disciple. We have we don't have a lot of a lot of college students in this church. We already know that in this chapel we don't have a lot of college students, but we do have some. The Messiah. Especially like believers that are mature in the faith and have experiences, disciple us. And as a single person, I know that there are some doubts that can come. Is that okay for a married person? Or how do I deal? How do I interact with certain people if those are the feelings? Or um, So just create a safe space for at least for This is not about any of these guys. These are more college students. Uh, just have an older couple that we can ask questions to and talk about it very freely, right? Just, just like a family would. Grab a believer and say, hey, I would love to disciple you. Maybe weekly calls or weekly meetings or weekly Panera Bread, you know. Like, I'm not a huge Panera Bread fan, but hey. <laughs> whatever works, right? How about a peanut uh, butter jelly sandwich? <laughs> there you go. It's my meal every day. Uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it's about that community again that community is out of love and out of respect and out of everything and i think discipleship has has a great role with accountability that leads to you know um, helping a believer at least who is a single believer to live in that purity uh, and to live in that joy um watching kids just looking at uh, kids bring joy Period. And it's, it's really fun. And it takes your mind off your busy schedules. It takes your mind off everything. And you just forget about everything. And I think that's a really, really fun way. I've gone to some houses. And kids in there, they're great. They just take your mind off everything. But I'm, just, just to point out to that fact that discipleship is very, very important. And um, keeping a believer accountable is really, really important. I like the topic of all in the family because in the addressing of singles because singles are a part of that family married couples and we're all going through different seasons in our life and the married couple has a place in the family the aunts uncles cousins and the singles have a place in the family and we all are a part of the family community needing to love each other and support each other encourage each other teach each other and everything else and just because someone is single or married doesn't mean that those things don't apply to them and just pray about it with each other and don't shy away from what you don't understand because you're not in that season of your life or you haven't been single for a while or you went from high school to your childhood sweetheart and married right away and others were later and we've never had that and it's okay but we have different things and gifts that God is using each of us for, and we're doing it as a single instead of married. I just wanted to add a thought to what Obadiah was saying. Accountability is so important, but I think there are some people, especially because of COVID, that are uh, in their apartments alone, and I think that's where it's so important that we have an accountability and ask the Lord to hold ourselves accountable. 
You know, I know in my own life and my struggles that sometimes being single, we can be self-focused, you know, because we don't have a whole lot of other responsibilities of, of others around us. And so that all the time I'm asking the Lord to hold me accountable to him. And one of the verses is um, Psalms 11. I love Psalms 11, but it says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be moved or shaken. And so in my faith, in my thought life, in, in what, whatever, and that, and that last verse, I won't take the time to, to quote it, but it's one of my very favorites that our pleasure is at the hands of the Lord. Well, I want to thank you all for being part of the panel and sharing this morning. I know it's probably not easy to be up here a little bit, and I know there were some very personal things shared, and so we appreciate that. And some nice little tidbits right there with uh, the joy box, which definitely can be used not just for singles, but for all. And so I might steal that and take that home. But um, so. Yeah, I'm not going to steal the box. The idea, I'll steal the idea. All right, Karen. Yeah. I just wanted to add one thing, um, kind of reiterating what Elizabeth said. But of course, she has family who lives here, and I do not. That um, you know, I've been here for 14 and a half years now, and um, I've never once had to really worry about like, what if my car breaks down and I'm stuck somewhere? Oh, that happened already. My car, my brakes went out. But called Ryan and Andy. I had a ride. I was good. Everything was fine. Um, you know, if, if I need things done in my apartment or my car looked at or whatnot, the Chapel family here has always been quick to respond. Yes, I have you know a couple people I called first, but I know I could call anybody here. Um, and as someone without family around, that's been a huge blessing. I know it's a big. You know, my mom is very, very thankful over the years for everything. And not just in my most latest issues, but just in the whole time I've been here. So yeah, I've always felt well loved and taken care of by this, this chapel as well. Thank you, Sharon. Karen, let's, let's close in a word of prayer. Uh, Father, we, um, we just thank you that we are all part of one family and uh, your family. And... Help us to realize that. We know we all have things to work on. It seems weird some things that we're, we're doing well to help those who are single, but I also know there are things that we need to get better on, Lord. And so help us. Give us, as, as we heard, help the Holy Spirit to lead us and prompt us and what we need to do to grow closer in our bond with one another and to encourage the use of our spiritual gifts for anybody here at this chapel to encourage their use of spiritual gifts for the edification of the saints. Father, we thank you for your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, in whom we have hope, who gives us strength. Father, we are, we are uh, weak in and of ourselves, but we thank you that you use the, the weak things of this, of this world to confound the wise. And so uh, we thank you for using us in, in your work. Help us to be bold in our interaction with others and uh, help our, our love for each other to be evident to those uh, outside of the family of God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.